Stepping out beyond boundaries takes courage and the ability to dream. We are excited to share our new audio podcast called Cut to the Chase. The structure of this podcast embodies open dialogue with friends, family, and professional colleagues talking about things that impact our ability to thrive. We hope that you will join our unscripted, unbridled podcast. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Cut to the Chase, episode 104, entitled F the Rules. Yeah, we left out a few letters there, but I figured in order to be politically correct, we would just say F the Rules. And so today we have a very interesting featured guest. I just love her backstory. I love her business. I love what she's done over the years to kind of trans- transform herself into being a true powerhouse in her industry. And so one of the things that I'm going to open up with here is kind of a quote. And it says, life is short. Break the rules. Forgive quickly. Kiss slowly. Love truly. Laugh uncontrollably. And never regret anything that made you smile. Now, our featured guest today is certainly someone that takes that quote to heart because of what she's endured and what she's gone through and where she is today. And so our featured guest today is the founder and designer of Amanda Pearl, a New York City-based luxury, or excuse me, luxury, or excuse me, a New York City-based luxury accessory company that offers sustainable jewelry and handmade in Italian event bags. She's produced a small quantity of recyclable metals, etched stones, or excuse me, ethical stones and pearls and natural resources whose cultivating helps maintain and improves the water ecological system. She was born and raised in Seattle. Her childhood was filled with both culture and arts and the freedom to explore the wild outdoors. Twelve years of studying and performing with Pacific Northwest Ballet instilled an utterling discipline and a sharp attention to detail, which was tempered by her ceaseless curiosity about nature. Constantly pushing the boundaries, she left New York where she received a degree in arts and history and visual arts from Bernard College, a tenure with Mark Jacobs in the technology design and production department. She brought forth her Aaron Featherstone women's wear label, where she was a collect collection director before decamping to launch Amanda's Pearl. She settled in New York with her husband and her family, but still considers the Pacific Northwest her home, which is drawn upon the stunning natural beauty and innovative spirit as she inspires in her work. She's won Fashion Group International Rising Star for her handbag designs and was recently a finalist in the fine jewelry category. Her award-winning designs have been seen on women such as Lupe, Meryl Streep, Gata, 
Jane Fonda, and Carla Close in publications such as Vogue, Bazaar, In-House, and WWD. Now, I got tongue-tied because I tell you, there's just so many great accolades about her. And the reason why we brought this topic up today, F the Rules, is because her story of triumph and success was somewhat of a zig, it was a zag, and then she realized, which we'll share with our listeners here in a moment, she realized that it wasn't all cracked up to be when people have their hands in your pocket. And so perceivably, what she realized at that point in time was, hey, let's cut through the BS, as we call it, and move this in a direction that's going to benefit not only the consumer, but also her bottom line. And so without further ado, Amanda, how are you doing? Hi, I'm great. Thank you for having me. How are you? We're doing great. We're doing great. It's uh, it's about 1136 here today in San Antonio. And you know, we've had gloomy weather. That's probably why I wasn't in my flow right away. <laughs> <laughs> no worries. It's early in the week yet. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Well, listen, Amanda, certainly uh, it's a pleasure to have you on the program, uh, obviously, to talk about some of the great things that obviously you're doing with Amanda Pearl. But before we get into that, let's dive into kind of a little bit of your backstory, you know, and, and, and really kind of help our listeners understand that, you know, you started out in Seattle where basically you were involved with arts. And so did arts lead you to the jewelry design, the accessory design? Help us understand how you got to that transformation you know, that transitional phase from where you were to where you are today? Well, I think I was always, I mean, I was always into the arts. I was always inspired by fashion for as long as I can remember. Um, but more than that, I think I was, I was interested in building things. Um, and so even when I was young and studying ballet and had another career path in mind, I was always drawing things and designing things and making little businesses where I would create things and try to sell them. So I think from the get-go, that was sort of part of my shtick, so to, so to speak. It's just what I loved to do. Um, and so while for many, many years I was on the career path um, to be a ballet dancer, um, when I was forced to stop that career path due to some injuries, um, it's like the whole world kind of broke open for me. And um, while that was a really hard transition in my life and a really hard thing to have to leave behind after focusing, you know, on that one particular career path for my whole young life, um, mm -hmm. it really was obviously in retrospect, um, a wonderful opportunity that really broadened um, my world. And so you know, that allowed me to come to New York and to study here and to intern here in fashion and kind of figure out uh, where I fit because I hadn't studied um, fashion design. You know, I studied art history and visual arts at Barnard. So that was a, a great mm -hmm. education. And I learned how to learn and I learned how to look at things and to think, um, which was invaluable. Um, but I didn't know where I fit in the fashion world other than really loving it. Um, and appreciating mm -hmm. it. 
and mm-hmm. wanting to be a part of it. So um, when I did graduate, I, I, like I kind of had done throughout my life, started making things. I had mm-hmm. always um, collected little beads and stones. And prior to the time that I graduated college, I had started collecting vintage fabrics from the flea market here in New York. And mm-hmm. so while I was looking for my first job out of college, I just started sewing what turned into um, kind of the prototype or genesis of Amanda Pearl uh, with these little jewel-like evening bags. Um, mm-hmm. So that's kind of that circuitous route into <laughs> doing right. what I'm doing. Excellent, excellent. Well, certainly thank you for, for sharing uh, a little bit about uh, the, kind of the backstory as to what kind of led you to where you are today. So, you know, it's, it's interesting when we first reached out to you, you know, your, your hashtag or your, your, um, your IG symbol says boss lady. <laughs> but, but one of the things that we realized when my team was doing the research, it was kind of coincidental is that you've got a partner um, uh, tied in with you and, and Amanda Pearls. Is, is that correct? Uh, yeah, my colleague Kelly. So we're a two, we're a women run company. It's just the two of us. So we're mm-hmm. kind of yin and yang handling everything there is to handle when sure. running a business. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because actually our team uh, had contacted, I think both of you simultaneously before we realized that there was a there was a connection there, which was, oh. which was rather intriguing. <laughs> <laughs> should have got her on the podcast with you, you guys. Should have. Should, have had the, should have had the real yin and yang going on simultaneously. That would have worked <laughs> out just perfect. On the next episode. <laughs> there you go. Absolutely. Absolutely. So Amanda, you know, you have, you, you, you've started your business and, you know, you had, um, you know, a, a track to take you from ballet into um, uh, jewelry design and accessory design, but it wasn't always a a uh, fun, joyful, and delight, you know, in in starting up a business. And so, explain to us some of the hurdles that you begin to to realize, particularly as it relates to um, distribution and you know the fact of what retail stores demand and and those type of things that really led you to do something different because overall your business model is different than going through the normal channels that most jewelry designers or most accessory designers would go through kind of walk us through that a little bit <laughs> how much time do you have gregory <laughs> we have a lot of time for you we have a lot of time for you this it's, shows all about you <laughs> yeah um well, you know, for as long as anyone can probably remember, retail was sort of done the way that retail was done. And so when I started my business, after having worked for a couple of other people um, whose businesses were set up the way, you know, things had always been done, that's how I set my business up because that's what I had learned and that's how you did it and that's how things were being done. Um, and I think all of us at the time had the sense that you just kind of had to play by those rules. You had to do those things, um, play by those rules, kind of be stuck in that pigeonhole, if you will, mm-hmm. in order to play the game, in, in order mm-hmm. to, to be successful in that world. And so I did. Um, and operating that way is wholly unsustainable 
for and wholly untenable, if you ask me, for mm-hmm. kind of a young company, um, a small company, a young mm-hmm. designer. Mm-hmm. Um, it has you making a zillion collections a season, even if you don't have a customer base to support that. Mm-hmm. It has you doing, you know, all these fancy presentations to promote, you know, to present each season, um, whether or not you have the <laughs> finances to do any such thing. It has you doing PR, which is, you know, so expensive um, right. and doesn't necessarily yield a whole lot. Um, and mm-hmm. often just to get into the nitty gritty of the, the retail aspect. Um, so I launched in February of 08. So that was kind of as the crash here was getting on and retail was already having a really hard time and everything was changing there fast. Um, right. We'd already gotten off a period or had started on this period of promotions and sales. And mm-hmm. what I was seeing happen was that customers were just getting trained to shop on sale because mm-hmm. uh, there was always a sale around the corner, if not a sale was always on. And so why would a customer ever buy a price, you know, pay for something that had a price listed in black? It was always going sure. to be slashed out in red at some point. Sure. And so it sort of began this horrible downward cycle um, of trading the customer that they could always get it, you know, 40, 50, 60% off. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it distanced the customer from understanding what the real value was of that, whatever the product was. Um, And everything in my mind became such a mess. Um, You had stores also then they, you know, they didn't want to invest the money in buying your product. Um, Mm -hmm. When last I checked, it's like, well, this is your store. This is your business. Like you should know what um, your customer is going to buy, and then you should invest in what your customer is going to buy. So you can sell to your customer what they're going to buy. Mm-hmm. Instead of that, they would want goods on consignment from the small brands. So you'd have small brands like me for a hot second who were like, okay, whatever you want, because I need to get in your store and this is how this works. Mm-hmm. Um, and so they would take, they would place these huge consignment orders for tens of thousands of dollars, if not hundreds of thousands, depending on the size of the business, put it in the store, ask for markdown money um, so that they could mark it down. Or maybe they just wouldn't invest in selling it because they could return it at the end of the season to the brand. So it just made no sense whatsoever. And I finally had enough. (laughs) I realized I'm in charge of my business. Oh my God, I'm in charge of my business. Like, what am I doing? I don't have to do this. Right. And I knew it wouldn't be easy because that's how things were done. And what I mm-hmm. had in mind is not how things were done, but I knew that I my business wouldn't survive if if it wasn't sustainable for me. Mm-hmm. And so I had nothing to lose but to kind of piece my business back together in a way that made sense for me, that was sustainable for me to run, that was sustainable for me to develop and that was done in a way that I could be proud of. And so I kind of flipped everything on its head, decided to say after the rules and kind of relaunched in a way that I thought made sense for me and for the time and, you know, the future. Um, and I couldn't be more proud of what, you know, we're building. Yeah. 
Yeah. You know, that takes a lot of heart, you know, to to go against the current, to 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 say F the rules and be a small business owner and have, you know, the gumption to be able to just say, there's just no way I'm going to put up with this anymore. I, I admire that in your spirit. And I think that's one of the things that, that from my standpoint, being a small business owner, that um, more small business owners should have that spirit, that fire in their in their desire to succeed in their hearts, because it is so freaking hard to follow the same mantra that someone else has done ahead of you. And for that person, someone has done for them ahead of them. And you just have this vicious, vicious cycle that continues to repeat over and over and over again. And you're only getting breadcrumbs. I mean, that's literally all that hits your bottom line is breadcrumbs. And just as soon as you invoke change and you evoke a different perception or awareness into the mix, then people get rather shaken up. And in a lot of cases, it just takes time for them to adjust to either a dealing with that small business or dealing with you know the 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 founder and CEO of that company if they want to do business with them. And I think nowadays there's so much flexibility to be able to do that as opposed to the way it was before. Because like you said, you started back in 2008, and we were still in this tranche of this is the old way. And we were going through a financial economical crisis at that point in time. And uh, certainly people didn't want to change because people still had their hands very deep and entrenched in people's pockets. You know, I compare the similarities to your business as to, you know, what I've heard that goes on in the music industry, you know, is how much money gets shelled out for fees and getting their music on on public radio and uh, on programming and, and, you know, all of the media blitz and things that's constantly just cost, cost, cost on top of costs. Mm-hmm. But now if you're an independent artist, you get nine times out of 10, publish everything on your own, run your own e- e-commerce, you know, platform and sell your music yourself and cut out all the middle people, which is exactly what you did was you've kind of cut out all the middle people and go direct to consumer. And, you know, being in the jewelry business, I don't know how hard that is, but certainly, you know, there's a lot of, 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 uh, should I say women out there that would love to pay less than several thousands of dollars for some (laughs) of the things that, that I know that they pay for. And, uh, you know, my wife, obviously she's really conservative and, and, in her shopping, but, uh, but certainly there's always these nice to haves that, you know, she, she, you know, aspires to, uh, to buy and purchase and, you know, within reason we do occasionally, but, but still, I mean, it's, uh, it's expensive, you know, when you have all of these different variations of things. And so, you know, again, you know, hats off to you, you know, a lot of, a lot of kudos over to you for, uh, for stepping out and really, like I said, saying F the rules and being able to just, you know, cut through the grain and say, I'm going to do something different. You know, that's uh, quite commendable for sure. Thank you. Yeah. So, you know, with regards to Amanda Pearl, I mean, you've had 
you know, this uh, luxury accessory company that offers this phenomenal, you know, sustainable jewelry and handmade bags. And then you've had success in being able to get your product on well-known celebrities, stars, and being showcased in some of the most mainstream publications that are out there. Let's talk a little bit about that. How did you finagle getting yourself in uh, into those uh, those networks and being able to to kind of get your brand showcased on some of these well-known actors actresses? Well, that's another long road. <laughs> um, at the time I launched uh, my business, and I launched just with the evening bag. So um, in the beginning as a new brand, actually part of why I launched that business is because there was only one brand at the time um, making evening bags. It was a very, very old house, um, very kind of traditional and stodgy and very much one glitzy aesthetic. Um, definitely wasn't for the modern woman, in my opinion. It wasn't something that I would like. It was maybe like your grandmother from Dallas or something. Not that there's anything wrong with (laughs) the style of granny from Dallas. But um, so I was kind of the only other player at the time um, in that category, which was great. Um, But it's always hard to be the new guy on the block, right? So Mm -hmm. reaching Mm -hmm. out to stylists, we had these really novel shapes. Um, One of them was this spherical pearl shape that was on a bracelet handle. Another was this sort of tubular our roll we call it the roll clutch and mm-hmm. people kind of because it wasn't just this rectangular box that you could stick your little credit card and blackberry in <laughs> that's right what i'm talking about it's like 2008 um yeah. uh people kind of didn't know what to do with our shapes and there was all this poo-pooing and like i don't know i don't know i don't know cut to you know a few years later of just presenting, presenting, presenting. And it's like the clutch that everyone must have where they used to right. be complaining that they didn't know what they could put in it. Now it's like the clutch. Um, so it took some time, you know, just reaching out to stylists, um, just getting in front of them, getting in front of them, getting in front of them. And mm-hmm. after a while we, you know, became, known as a purveyor of some great shapes and all sorts of colors and all these great iterations for the red carpet. Um, mm-hmm. And we're lucky enough to, not lucky, I mean, kind of made that happen. <laughs> I should own that. Yeah. Um, you know, it was a lot of pushing and a lot of work and a lot of making all the colors and, you know, metallics under the sun to really um, serve the stylists. Right, and right. It was a lot, of, a lot of years in coming. I would love to say that it was like, oh, we just did this for a few months and then it hit and then we were golden, but it took a lot of work. <laughs> <laughs> well, <clears throat> if you would have told me that, Amanda, I think uh, <clears throat> I would have said uh, time out <laughs> because <laughs> <laughs> I'm a small business owner and and obviously, uh, certainly with all of my endeavors, uh, if you if you are able to see any type of significant return, and I mean positive return within the first year, then you're blessed <laughs> I mm-hmm. mean, because it takes, uh, it takes time to, 
to build that community, that following, that presence, you know, and all of that brand awareness. And I can only imagine it. It is probably even equally as hard with all the competition that's out there for accessories, you know, uh, luxury jewelry makers, handbags, and other various things out there that, uh, you know, that's probably a very fierce and competitive type of uh, market. But, but, you know, my hat's off again to you because the shape and design of your clutch bag, my wife has been buzzing about that. (laughs) And it was, it was rather ironic yesterday, or maybe the day before yesterday, as you know, she said, Hey, you know, I'm doing this research and, you know, working with the team and we're trying to figure out which way we want to go with your discussion with Amanda, your upcoming discussion with Amanda. And they said, you know, God, it's the darnest thing. She has this clutch bag and everybody in the office is going, I wonder if I can get my uh, iPhone 12 in it. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I'm I'm thinking to myself, you know, when they were showing me pictures and of course I've, you know, I'm, I'm following you out there on IG. I started laughing because I'm like, now this is perfect for the ideal person that really only needs to bring what they need to bring. Their <laughs> ID, a credit card, and a few dollars, and that's it. Because sometimes, I mean, you know, you, you mentioned something like your grandmother's purse. It reminded me of the reverse psychology of my mom when I was growing up, you know, mom, I need a band-aid. You know, she dig down into her bag and boom. Oh, mom, I need an aspirin. She dig down her bag. Boom. You know, mom, uh, my button fell off. And he's sewing, you know, and, and I'm thinking like, oh, my God, what do you not have in that bag? <laughs> you know, <laughs> and so, you know, for me, simple is always better. You know, it's more concise. It makes it easier, you know, to kind of just get on with it. And, uh, you know, again, you know, I, I think it's uh, it's well deserved for all the awards that you've won, you know, with regards to uh your your innovative thinking, your your overall fashion uh, aptitude, and and being able to kind of move this in a manner which has taken you many years to the level of national recognition, and so that's uh, great work, great work for you and your team in doing Thank that. You. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, with all these cool things that that you're uh, you've got going on, what's on the horizon for Amanda Pearl? I mean, let's talk a little bit about that because, you know, the one thing about being on Cut to the Chase is that we have such a large following of women and I know they love jewelry. So what's on the horizon? I mean, can we expect uh, new and innovative uh, things coming coming out uh, here uh, this year? Or of course, you, that's, you- that's what we do, new and innovative. Um, yeah, so we'll continue to develop um, the fine jewelry collection in particular. That's kind of the category that we feel really strongly about. I know that's what I want to wear. It's what my friends want to wear. Um, mm-hmm, having mm-hmm. something that's a little bit more lasting and that's certainly um, sustainable. You know, we're using recycled gold and ethical diamonds, so it's it's a product that you can just feel good about start to finish. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Not only that direct pricing that's sixty percent off of traditional retail, but the fact that it's sustainably made and made locally here. You know, with small makers, um, so we can support. Um, you know, what's going on in, in New York's Diamond District, which is 
mm-hmm. an old industry, but and hopefully not a dying one. You know, we want to keep it here. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, of course, with all of our products, um, 10% of all sales are going to a different cause each quarter. So right now it's trust for public land. So, mm-hmm. you know, we aim to just continue to develop new things and have all those must-have things that make women feel really amazing and strong so that they can kind of go out there and and kick butt and be the best versions of themselves. Um, connecting with more people so that we can make more people feel good so that we can, um, you know, earn more and donate more and kind of have that whole cycle continue. That's, you know, part of what I'm so excited about with the new structure of the business. Um, not only being able to have it be sustainably made and kind of cleanly made the best that we can locally here, supporting mm-hmm. Made in America, um, but doing it in a way where we're not messing around. We're not fooling around. We're not faking you out with these prices. We haven't built in all these margins so that we can put stuff on sale or do all this nutty stuff. Um, we're literally giving our customer the best possible price every day of the year. If the price of gold goes down, we recost all of our products and you'll see a savings. Like we literally will <laughs> make that same product less, like whatever it should be, it will be. And that's what you will pay. Um, so yeah, we're just, we plan to keep on keeping on and connect with more and more people and, the beauty of the now is that we can with all the technology and social media and all this stuff. And that's what we're doing. Yeah. 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 What a, what a great, great business model. Um, not only showing the fact of being able to give back to the community and being able to support the community, but the sustainability aspect that you've built in to your business model, um, you know, that, I read that earlier on, but but certainly that is uh, that is high praise for for where you see you know you can make a difference in in being able to uh, help keep our planet and help keep our overall course and trajectory of where we're going um, you know in a positive light and uh, reutilizing a lot of those metals and stones and other various things that would be considered. Uh, not necessarily for use. Um, that that that's wonderful. And so, <clears throat> do you get your stones all here in in the U.S. or do you, uh, in some cases, uh, acquire stones from from abroad? No, everything we, we're acquiring everything um, here domestically. In fact, mm-hmm. we are working with a company called Diamond Foundry. They're mm-hmm based out West and it's um, a, they're, how they work is using solar power. And I think even they have a water powered factory, um, if I'm not wrong, creating above ground unmined ethical diamonds, um, mm-hmm. which is an, it's an amazing product. They're chemically, optically, in all ways the same as diamonds mined from under the ground, but they're not mined Mm -hmm. from under the ground. So they don't have those environmental and social ramifications, Um, not to mention any of those discouraging side effects like um, funding 
terrorism and <laughs> sure, sure. and such, which you're never quite sure about um, right. with certain time in mind in certain countries. So we're super stoked to be working with them um, and being able to use these made in America, super clean um, mm-hmm. diamonds. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's awesome. That's awesome that, you know, even your suppliers are, are tied in with the vision of how you see moving your business forward. And they also institute those same ethical, uh, sustainable, you know, uh, type of practices um, that make it very uh, relatable to to ensuring that the quality of your product is really tried and true to your goals and your vision and, and your beliefs. And uh, wow, that's that's awesome. That's awesome. So we're almost out of time and it wouldn't do me any justice. Now, I've got one great quote for you at the very end. I was going to save it for you, but <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm not going to read it just yet. But, you know, the one thing that I wanted to give you an opportunity to share with our listeners would be um, how to get in contact with your brand if they're looking to buy, purchase, or, you know, as I call it, uh, window shop. Um, <laughs> and, uh, you know, what would be, you know, the the means for them to be able to do that? I mean, via via your website? And if so, can you provide, provide our listeners with that information? Of course. You can browse or shop um, at amandapearl.com. You can also get a lot of great inspiration, see the products, see how to wear it, see how we wear it, see how goofy we are um, on Instagram at Amanda Pearl. We do a lot of uh, little live things on Wednesday afternoons to meet the jewelry. Um, we do have some live sales upcoming, which we announce uh, that are online, I should specify. Um, so you can find that on the events page on our website um, mm-hmm. or on our Instagram. You can mm-hmm. you know, message me through the website. You can DM me on Instagram. I am the one that runs that and answers everything. Um, so we're also very happy, especially in this COVID age, to do virtual appointments. So if you are really overwhelmed and you want to see some things and you're not quite sure how it all looks together, I'm always more than happy to get on FaceTime or Zoom, um, walk you through the showroom and the collections and and help you out. And it's always a all fun, no pressure situation. We love when people come and play with the jewelry and, and see all that it can do and kind of what the value is there for um, what you're getting, how it makes you feel, kind of what it does, mm-hmm. big picture. So mm-hmm. I mm-hmm. am here. Excellent, excellent, excellent. Well, I mean, I know you've got uh, one client in in my office, which is my wife. She's already said, <laughs> yeah. hey, you know, she's like, you know, when uh, things go, because one, one of my other endeavors, she's like, when they go big time, I need one of those clutch bags from Amanda. <laughs> there you go. Put it on the list. Put it on the list. Put it on the list. And so my last quote before we wrap up here says... Life is too short to wake up with regrets. So love the people who treat you right and forget about those who don't believe. Everything happens for a reason. If you give it a chance, take it. If it's a chance in your life, let it, or excuse me, if there's a chance in your life, let it. Nobody says life would be easy. 
they just promised it would most likely be worth it. And I think every choice that you've made, the zig, the zag, the yin, the yang, even the F, the rules, you know, (laughs) with the retail markets and all of these crazy things, it has been worth it for you. We're happy for you. And we wish you the most positive success going forward. And whatever we can do here with Cut to the Chase to help promote you and help get your campaign and your brand out there, feel free to reach out to us. And so, Amanda, it's been a pleasure to have you on the show. Are there any final remarks that you'd like to leave for our listeners? For those that might say, I might decide to F the rules. (laughs) I think we really just owe ourselves, you know, nothing more or less than doing it our own way. It's it's a chemistry thing. What works for someone else isn't necessarily going to work for you. And the most important Mm -hmm. thing, the most important thing is to make it work for you. Otherwise, it's not going to work at all. Excellent. 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 Very well stated, my friend. Very well stated. Well, once again, thank you for being on our show. We certainly appreciate it. Thanks for having me. Forgive me for the uh, the blah, blah, blah in the beginning. I mean, that probably was, was uh, people are going to go, what happened to your opening on that one, Greg? You were just like in a different zone. But uh, but yeah, we will certainly um, have fun on the next go round because I'm sure I want to circle back with you after uh, some of our listeners have kind of reached out to you and said, oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> me too. All righty. All righty. Well, as I've always said at the end of every program, you know, let's be safe out there. Let's try and invoke unity and togetherness um, and most definitely maintain your compassion and empathy towards one another. So this has been episode 104 entitled F the Rules featuring Amanda. Thank you again. Have a nice day, everyone. Take care and bye bye. Thanks for tuning in to Cut to the Chase. Stay connected with us on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, and LinkedIn at Cut to the Chase. You'll also find even more great content on our website at www.k2tcpodcast.com. Thank you and catch you on the next episode.